Cyrus. Would you like to say hello to the guys, gals, and non-binary pals? That was a very Come aggressive here. hello. Say hello. This is a segment of cat ASMR. Say hello. Lovely. Thank you. Aw, thank you so much. Now you just hang out here and you'll be and quiet. And you'll be quiet. All right, I'm going to do that intro again. <laughs> I'm Lauren, your Weeboo. I'm Chris, your Noob. And once again, this is Weeboo and the Noob. Uh, chapter 3, episode 3, and we're doing episodes of Tokyo Ghoul 5 and 6 tonight. Of course, so of course, if of you course. haven't watched them in a while or ever, like me, go ahead and give those a watch. Give those a watch. Cyrus is also agreeing with him. Yes. Go give it a watch. These are uh, this is a doozy of a two episodes. You asked for more action. I mean, the last two that they we saw, delivered. you were like, eh. Not as exciting as the first couple episodes, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, oh, just you wait." And then these two were, dare I say, more exciting than the first two episodes. Really? Wow. Probably. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Should we just get right into just the episode? Dive right in. Just dive right in. All right. We open up to Sukishima or Bougie Boy. Just fucking coming at Kaneki. Kaneki screaming screaming hellish yeah. screams people attacking him and we're like no what the i swear like going on? this is a weird open because okay because we cut with him it, the last episode ended with him you know still in the center of the coliseum and yes. everything so like we figured that's where it was going to pick up yes but this episode opens with him in this weird black void with the killer clowns from outer space behind <laughs> him just like dragging him away it's screaming and <laughs> and then bougie boy i don't know what he said some bougie remark he's strolling and up he's like ah bon appetit goes to take a bite out of his face and then Hwah! lovely kaneki wakes up in a cold sweat Twas but a dream thank god it's a bad, bad vibe bad vibe bad vibe bad vibe <laughs> that's exactly why I wrote the that. Fuck? He wakes up, it was a bad dream, and then we cut to him at work at Onteku. Polishing some glasses. Polishing and we glasses. overhear some ghoul conversations. Yeah. Like, did you hear the doves are back in town? I don't feel safe uh, roaming mm-hmm. the streets anymore. Which just yeah. goes to show that ghouls are like normal human beings. They have fears. Yeah, but they're also being, you know, not very inconspicuous about their conversation. The cafe is meant for ghouls. Yeah, but yeah. And they can tell. They can tell with sense. If right. people are ghouls or humans, so that's probably why they can talk a little bit louder. Yeah, okay, I guess. So then Mr. Miyagi shows up and is like, Kaneki, you can go home. Yoshimura-san. This lady is going to take over. I don't remember She's her also a ghoul. We'll learn more yeah, about her later. I'm sure. Uh, and then Kaneki's like, I thought Toko was working tonight. And he's like, no, she's actually not feeling well. So she good. stayed home. And it turns out her home is right above on Taku. how convenient so, i've always wanted to live above right? a restaurant me too i think it's so quaint even a coffee shop that'd be like ideal. yeah you know because that's ideal. that's the situation every sitcom we've ever watched that's right. why true that's why we're like, it's like it's like we need to talk and meet at the bar downstairs right it's like where, where do we go if we want to talk the living room <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> the living room <laughs> or the bar in the kitchen Ooh. it's like let's meet in the kitchen meet me at the pool <laughs> Bring tequila. Bring tequila. <laughs> Merch. Meet me at the pool. Bring tequila. <laughs> I'm down. I'd wear it. Me too. Since she's so close, Kaneki's like, I'll be a little sweetheart and I'll go make sure she's okay. So sweet. Okay, I'm going to say this now. Yeah. These two episodes made me pretty much fall in love with Toka. Honestly, this first scene that we see her, because he does go upstairs and he, to, to check on her and She's, you know, she's standing there. She's in her comfy clothes. Mm-hmm. And ladies, there's nothing sexier than a girl in comfy clothes. <laughs> a girl in PJs, a girl in sweats, a girl in, you know, just a big t-shirt and shorts. Like, that's the best. Mwah. That's ideal. Keeping you, ladies. Not that you need to do that for us. But. No, no. 
but Obviously, they appreciate it. But I'm just I saying, like, he appreciates it. So she's in her comfy clothes and she's got the hair in her face and she's looking all emo. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck. Like, damn, I'm in. Just wanted to put that out there. All right, and then obviously, (laughs) I'm just letting you know that like throughout this entire discussion, I'm gonna be gushing over her because she's so cool. I'm so excited. I'm so glad you like her. We see Toka in her comfies. Kaneki comes to visit her, which is super sweet. She's like, "What do you want?" And he's like, "Oh, I just came here to check on you. You know, I heard you weren't feeling very well." She explains that like she ate too much. And Kaneki's like, "Ate too much?" <laughs> yeah, but she, she, she wouldn't binge on humans. Like he panicked as in. Okay, like, I wasn't sure what way. he was panicking about, but I guess yeah. The, he, that's why he was like, she wouldn't. She's not that type of person. It like that's right. why he was kind of like mid freaking out, which is kind of rude in my opinion, Kaneki. Yeah, but he he's just he doesn't get it. Yeah, he's he's learning. He doesn't he's. He doesn't get anything you. that's going on. He you. he always jumps to the worst conclusions, you know? Is Hinami there? Yeah. Little sister. Little sister is, is there. there reading. Yeah. And, you know, asked to learn some words from Big Brother. Big Brother. I love how she calls them Big Brother. I know. Big sister. She calls Toka Big Sister. It's it's so cute. <laughs> that happens, and there was a knock at the door, and they're like, uh, uh. Who else do we know? <laughs> who else do we know? <laughs> so Toka peeks through the people, and who is it? But it's, uh, it's, her school friend. It's Lady Date from the last lady episode. Date. Her school friend, uh, Yoko? Yeah, I'm realizing now that she's actually going to be around, so we should not learn her name. I think her name's Yoko. Yoko? Like John Lennon Yoko? No. I don't, I don't, That's going to drive me crazy. I'm sorry. Because um, I don't, and I don't feel good calling her Lady Date. <laughs> Yuriko. Ha 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 Yuriko. Her name is Yuriko. Yuriko. Yes. Yuri. Can I, call her, can I call her Yuri? It's Yori, though. Yori. It's Y-O. Okay. R-I. So Yori shows up at the door. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I noticed you weren't at school today. Toka has the best friends. Right? Yeah. They all just want to make sure she's okay. And Toka's like, what are you doing here? And Yoriko is like, yeah, I noticed you weren't at school, so I thought you were sick, so I brought this homemade meal for you. Which... Yeah, it was like a hot pot. Oh! It was... Yeah. <laughs> so Damn. Sweet. Why don't you do that for me? We live together, and you haven't been sick around me. And if you were sick around me, I'm sending your ass to the hospital. All right, rude. My allergies are acting up. Oh Why don't God. you no, get me some nasal spray or something? My allergies are acting up too, but whatever. You don't do anything for me. Anywho, she's like, I made you this hot pot for you because I heard you weren't feeling well. And as we know, as the audience, we're like, <gasps> she's she not going to be able to eat, eat that. that. But Toka's like, oh, okay, thank you so much. But then... Yuriko's eyes start to wander and she sees Kaneki behind Toka and she's mm-hmm. like Toka you you you're not are you are you going to mm-hmm, with him are you mm-hmm? and sex. Toka's like oh she's yeah, talking yes, about sex sex and Toka's like oh no 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 it's not like that and Yuriko hands her the hot pot and she's like I want you to eat this with him so supportive was that because i was getting like jealousy vibes no 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 no. it was a you go girl really yes she seemed really like distraught no 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 no. it was a you go girl type of vibe she goes i want you to eat this with him and toka's like oh no it's not really what you think and And then she walks out the door and gives her and that's why she gave her the thumbs up she's like it's okay yeah that was really funny the whole scene was really funny so cute and kaneki's over there like um like, did I do something like, wrong? What just happened? Am I in trouble? <laughs> and Toka's just not even going to explain it to me. <laughs> I know. It was great. And, and then Kaneki was like, what are you going to do with that? Like, it's such a shame that you have to waste it. Yeah, because it looks fucking delicious. Yeah. And Toka's like, well, I'm going to eat it, obviously. Yoriko made it for me. Which, yeah. what a good friend. I know, what a good friend, but it's... it's... At what cost? And, like, she's, you can tell she's a genuinely good friend because she could have thrown it away. And... Yeah. And uh, Yori would never know. No, but she eats it, the whole thing. Oh, and it's like, oh, she's just going to make it worse for herself because she already feels so terrible. But, you know, she's so unhappy. Being a ghoul. Ah. And it's so Poor baby. Sad. I love her. Yeah, so she sad. eats the whole thing and Kaneki's just watching her like, because he knows how bad the, the food tastes to ghouls now. And he's just yeah. in awe of like, how can she eat this? And in, uh, in his mind... He's thinking, wow, Yoriko must be an amazing friend for mm-hmm. her to do this. Which Aww. is kind of like... <laughs> we cut to uh, Bougie Boy. Oh, <laughs> being dramatic as yeah, fuck first, with the book. First, yeah, we cut to him, like, <laughs> no. opening books and just no. throwing them away. And saying no in French. No. 
Why? I don't know. Because he wants to be French. But why is he... What's he even doing? He's just opening a book and then throwing He's doing it. research, but he's not happy with what he's finding. What's he researching? Uh, flavors. Okay. For what happens later in the oh, episode. Oh, Bougie Boy's a chef now. No, no, no. Bougie Boy is <laughs> a gourmet. Kidding. Okay, fun what? little note. In the universe of Tokyo Ghoul, ghouls eat humans. Mm-hmm. That's acceptable. Everybody knows that. But there are some ghouls who eat other ghouls and humans, and they're called gourmets. And yes. that's what Tsukishima is. He's that's a gourmet. Yeah. Yes. So ghouls and humans are kind of like, ugh. Like, that's cannibalism, oh, basically. Okay. So the gourmets are like the disgusting, like, lower than low people so that's a fun little tidbit but they think they're better than everyone yes because they're like oh the flavors i've tasted everything i'm so superior (laughs) and then it's him just like i don't know monologuing about how can i eat kaneki just lusting after this poor boy i want to eat him i want him in my belly how do i make it happen once again he just throws his handkerchief in the air and and guys sniffs it this this is almost worse than the last time he like gets to, on his knees. He's straight he, up. And, he straight up. Orgasm came. Yeah. <laughs> he creamed his fucking shorts. His red pants. He creamed his red pants. His red pants turned pink. Oh, no. That's all I'm saying. That's like it was. Bro. It was disgusting. That's, nasty. That's my point. I don't need that in there. It was gross. <laughs> disgusting oh, nasty. stop it <laughs> <laughs> okay okay moving on moving on then we see uh kaneki walking down the street and he's like rubbing his arms he's sore and he's like talking about yomo so like we kind of assume that he like just got out of training with yomo yeah. saying that yomo's so strong uh, mm-hmm. that type of thing and then he hears some commotion coming down an alleyway not good commotion yeah what, what, would, what would good commotion be? Yay! Is that commotion? Yeah. Is it's that... loudest. What's the definition of commotion? I don't know. Look it up. A state of confused or noisy disturbance. Oh, disturbance. It could be happy. They could be having sex. Kaneki hears kicks, grunts, and he's like, what the hell's going on? So he looks down the alleyway and he sees three people standing above. Yeah. Teach! <gasps> Nishiki! Oh no! It was Teach, and I really wasn't sure if he was actually dead from the f- second episode because you know if you haven't noticed already ghouls have healing abilities right, which we which was really solidified in this episode yes that, it that's was they, so know, they can they, be severely hurt yeah but as long as they're not decapitated i guess they left it open-ended in when we last saw him yeah. whether or not he actually died i kind of just assumed he did but well if know. he was a human absolutely sure obviously but then i mean seeing him in this episode i wasn't really like bothered by it like, i was just uh-huh. like oh the, there he is uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. well there he is and yeah, yeah he's just getting beaten up by these three dudes first kaneki was like that's nishiki mm. Mm. he seems to be in a pickle but after what he did to me and hide i don't know if i should really help him but right. he's a good boy and he and he decides to help yeah him. and he just walks over and is like excuse me gents <laughs> pardon how about, how about no how about no and the gents are like the gents are like uh how about no yourself <laughs> And they start Bye. throwing hands. They start throwing hands. Yeah, they try to anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Kaneki's word, the thug, was way slower than Yomo, so his training was paying off. And he landed a punch! Yeah, he's like, I think I can take these guys. And then he hits the, yeah, the leader him in the jaw, and he's like, oh yeah, I can. And then, I mean, and then it cut to the next scene, so I'm assuming he got one punch in, and then all those, all the gents were like, oh, we no, gotta get out of here! We gotta get out of here! This guy's good! <laughs> I know. That's when I first, when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> like, just one punch. <laughs> uh, I'm telling my so mom. I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> the little cartoon running. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was great. That and yeah, great. so Kaneki is taking Nishiki, Teach, back to his apartment. Mm-hmm. And we see Kimi throw the door open in a flash. She's like, Nishiki! And she holds him close and she looks up at Kaneki. They quickly establish that Kimi is most likely Teach's girlfriend. Hubba hubba. First of all, Kimi is beautiful. Kimi is beautiful. I love Kimi. Yeah, she's a sweetie. But she's like, are you Kaneki? Like the Kaneki? The one that punctured my boyfriend so many Mm. times and you brought him back? And Nishiki's like, hey, 
honey, it's okay. He's good. He's good. He saved me from these thugs, and he falls quickly asleep against her breasts. Right. Which... Lucky bastard. Lucky bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Kimi puts Nishiki in bed, and Kimi and Kaneki go out for a walk and end up at a park. And that's when Mm -hmm. Kimi talks to Kaneki about, like, I don't know what to do. He hasn't fed. He's starving. I don't know what to do. And she starts crying, and she's like, I'm a human. I don't know. And Kaneki was like, are you... You are human. Are you sure you're okay with Nishiki eating people? This is our first example of seeing a human and a ghoul together. Which I love. Yeah, which obviously, as I gushed over last episode. You're like, that could happen? I'm a big fan of that. Takes its toll on Kimi, though. Kaneki asks a very important question of like, I mean, he kills people. Like, how do you feel about that? And her answer, I love. She was like, well, as long as it doesn't kill my family or my siblings... I turn a blind eye to it, yeah. which is like, I mean, that's all you can really, that's all you can do if you're in a relationship like that. That's how he lives. Yeah. And Kanak <laughs> even mentions, he's like, well, Kimi, he has to have corpses and flesh in order to live. And she starts crying. She's like, I don't know what to do. I, uh, I can't do it by myself. And mm-hmm. that's when Kaneki is like, you know what? I'll see what I can do. And at first yeah. I'm like, is Kaneki going to like kill? Is he going to kill did you get that feeling no i I wasn't sure i didn't really think that much about it really oh yeah because you know i was distracted by immediately when kimi started to walk away bougie boy just grabs her out of the darkness oh yep and just you know snatches her up mademoiselle it's like fucking hell a fucking hell my kidding me yep this bitch. She's innocent. Let it go. I know. He chloroformed her. Yeah, it was... Ugh. Dick. Sucked. So Kaneki, while that is happening, Kaneki goes back to Anteku to see if he can find some resources for Nishiki, whether it be coffee, whether it be, you know, remaining human parts. And he hears the tap at the window and he's like, what? Turns around and he sees a note and a rose and I <laughs> laughed. He's like, a note and a rose? There's only one person I know who would do that. We all know. It shows you how dramatic that bougie boy is. And, I'm and how fucking bougie he is. It's like. <laughs> With the suits and the rose and the letter. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So he opens the note with the rose in hand. And the note is basically saying, oh, Kaneki, I want us to meet again. But I decided to add a three-way. <laughs> so... <laughs> Come to this location. I don't think those were his exact words. No, no, no. But it, it was basically just like, hey, I got this girl. Yeah, Meet me at the I, church I saw and we'll you, dine together. I saw you with this girl. So yeah. I know that she's at least a little important to you. So I kidnapped her. So I took her. <laughs> so you you have to come see me now. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll dine on her together. And he's like, <laughs> Kaneki's like, oh my God, now Miss Kimi. And that's when we hear a thud. Yeah, and there's another. Another thud at Whoa. the door. And Kaneki's like, who the hell is it now? And he opens the door and he sees Nishiki on teeth, all just, fours. He just like army crawled his way yeah. to Onteku because he's, he's like, like, Kimi never came home. Where's Kimi? It must be nice to have someone who cares when I you know, come home or not. Right? Jesus Christ. Jeez. <laughs> and so then Kaneki shows Teach the note. And he's And furious. he's like, Grrr. Oh, that was good. He crumples the note. He's like, Sukishima, the fucking bastard. Why would he take Kimi? She did nothing wrong. Which, true. Yeah. Then Teach is like, I'm coming with We're you. We're going after her. <laughs> I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. And Kaneki's like, um, in your state, you can't even walk. You He's army like, crawled here. I don't care. <laughs> they let's, took my woman. Let's go get my boo. Ooh. Yes, those are the exact words. Then we cut to... A church. A church, and Kimi is, like, tied up on the altar. That's not sexy. Oh. Stop that. Stop that. Get some help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. That was a maniacal laugh, Jesus. Listen, in, like, a different setting, sure. But in this one... Well, she's surrounded by candles, too. Don't forget that. Yeah, but what about the... The fact that she's there against her will. Oh. And the fact that there's this ominous organ music playing. <gasps> That's even worse. Exactly, you fucking weirdo. Hey, okay. Hey. I'm trying to make light of the subject. No. I know. But he's absolutely right. She's there against her will, so automatically not sexy. Automatically. Consent is no, sexy, no. friends. So Kaneki and Teach walk in, and 
bougie boy without looking up because he's the one playing the organ. He just like goes, hey, Kaneki, you like jazz? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You Is that wait? not what he said? No, he said, do you like Beethoven? <laughs> Very different from you like jazz. He goes, you like jazz? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yes, if he likes Beethoven because he's playing the yeah, organ. Yeah, but it's pretty much the same thing. Shut up. Anywho. Because that's so, a killer opening line. Then Tsukishima turns around and he sees not, uh, he sees Kaneki, but not alone. Nishiki is with him and he's like, oh. It's like, <laughs> you weren't invited. I don't remember inviting you here. <laughs> How does he react? He's like, whatever, you can stay. I don't know what he said. He punches him. That's right. He punches. He just punches him. Yeah, he he's just... like, I don't remember inviting you. The whack. The whack. And knocks him off his ass and into the, like the little what are they called? The pews. Knocks him into the pews. Yeah. And literally, Nishki is there just. Yeah, because Nishki is still. He's so weak, you know. He's so weak. Because he got Poor his baby. ass beat and he hasn't, and he hasn't eaten, eaten so, anything. So he's not. He doesn't. He's not that useful at this moment. No. So he gets his ass beat. Yes, his uh, ass beat. And then uh, Bougie Boy explains his Desire. plan, James Bond villain style. Absolutely. Is like, so I I kidnapped Kimi. <laughs> Here she is. She's tied up on my altar. And so what we're gonna do is you're gonna eat her. And while you're eating her, I'm gonna eat you. Gross. Which. I don't get it. Gross. I don't well, understand that plan. First of all, Nishiki's like, no fucking way that's happening. This is before he punches him. Oh, okay. And then Kaneki's like, pervert? That's right. He calls him pervert. <laughs> and I was so was excited pervert? to learn that... <laughs> well, because, no, Kaneki says pervert. And then Tsukishima goes, hentai? <laughs> and Chris, was Chris so ears perked up and he goes, did he just say hentai? Yes, hentai means perverted. I didn't know that, and I was—I'm so happy to know that now. Can so that be the wee like, word of the day? Okay, wee word of the day is hentai. It is a perverted anime. It's porn. It's porn. Don't watch it unless you are of age. Jesus. So Kaneki goes, "That's perverted," and then the boy's like, "You trying to watch some porn with me?" perverted well i thought it was enlightening and then uh so kaneki's like um like i'm gonna get you and he like you know charges after bougie boy and bougie boy lands a punch on kaneki and kaneki falls down mm-hmm. well uh, Tsukishima was uh, mentioned a comment while kaneki was trying to punch him he's like oh you're still flat-footed you're not you're not right. really all in your full power yet so you're cute punch he's like that's a real punch oh yeah that's a real that's a real kick and then toga comes swooping in fucking nails him in the face like nails him in the eyes nails him in the eye blood is drawn and she's like that's a real sneak attack it's like that was dope right she was right so cool right and i'm glad she's feeling better well well ish Tsukishima is like oh well I wasn't expecting you either and he starts rubbing his eyes to wipe away the blood and he's like you're not as strong as you used to be mm-hmm. and and uh Toka's like uh. <laughs> uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> and he says something like oh Toka you're not as strong as you used to be and then he goes on a monologue about how him and Toka used to I guess train slash fight together and that he was 18 she was 14 that's when they first met and he was like i was like entranced by your power and by your cold eyes like you were just so enticing mm, and it's just kind of like illegal. that's that's illegal you're 18 that's, and she was 14 that's disgusting guys, that's gross that's gross if you're 18 stick to your age stick to your age Ugh. okay they have history together mm-hmm. But she, that he's also disgusting. And that's when she's like, you're a filthy gourmet. Blech. Yeah, and then Bougie Boy like looks up and Kaneki sees, like, oh, he's completely healed from his wound that he just got. Yeah. And that's when we're like, oh, this might be a tough fight. Because he's strong and can withstand a lot of 
beatings. Yep, and Toka's kicking him, punching him left and right. And what's really happy, what I'm happy about, is that Kaneki gets a kick in there. Yeah, <gasps> Kaneki's like, you know, you're not getting all the action. Like, this guy's pissed me off. And right. He, just literally trying to eat me right so and he knocks sukushima against the pews and he's like and, and sukushima was like well all right i guess i'm gonna have to go into overdrive and before both toka and kaneki they're like getting ready to kick him again he kicks toga in her stomach and breaks kaneki's arm yeah, in a way where he like grabbed his fist and then punched his elbow yes he did yeah and that's like i don't know why but like that seems like the worst way to get your arm broken yes and so kaneki is screaming in pain Ah! again yeah but he's got his arm broke give him a break i'm not making fun of him what so kaneki's on the ground writhing in pain and then bougie boy's like what a fine opportunity to get a little free sample of my meal (laughs) drives his arm into kaneki's gut Which is censored. Which Thanks, is censored, Hulu. But there's still blood everywhere, and he rips his hand out, and it's covered in blood, and he just takes a little lick. And his reaction is... Exactly what you expected yeah, it would it's be. it's like, oh my god. Trebian, it's perfect harmony. And he's just like... He's like running laps because he's so excited. He's like running <laughs> up and down the aisle. He's, doing he's like, jacks. are you kidding me? This is better than you I could have ever so imagined. good. So he gets like so excited and turned on that his Kagune comes out. Yes. And it's exactly what you'd think. He's so bougie. He's got a little ribbon Kagune. Ribbon? It literally looks like a ribbon comes out of his back. It's, you know, like, you know, the ones you twirl around when you're dancing. That's what his Kagune looks like. That's what it looks like. Am I, I I called it a screw when I first saw it. It looked like a screw. I mean, because it's all twisty, but it looks like a ribbon. Fun little fact uh, about the ghouls in Tokyo Ghoul. There are four different types of kagune that they Ooh, can have. Bad news to me. The first one is called a rinkaku, a rinkaku, which is called the shining scales. That's what Kaneki has. And then we have the ukaku or yukaku, which is called the shining feather. Then we have the kokaku, which is what Bougie Boy has, which is called a shining shell. Ribbon. Big on defense. It's a shell. Oh. They can be hard and they can be soft. Wait. Me. That's <laughs> <laughs> not the time. Why? Weren't you? Yes. You said it can be hard and it can be soft. What do you want me to say? <laughs> we're done. We're not done talking. Okay, shush. We're done talking about this. And the last one, which we haven't seen much of, is called a bikaku, which is a shining a peacock. B. B. Or a bi. It's B I K A K U. Bikaku. It's called a shining tail. And there's little images. For you okay. There. Yes. That was a fun little fact. Of they have four different types of kagune. Okay. So what uh, Bougie Boy has is the shining shell, big on defense. And it looks like a ribbon. It looks it like a dancing look like ribbon. It like a ribbon. It's very sweet that you said it looks like a ribbon. Is it sweet? I it is sweet. You have a sweet uh, perception of things. Anywho. Thank you. Uh, so he shows off his kagune and his ghoul eyes for the first time. We didn't see them last time. And right. he walks over to Kimi. So Toka, like, tries to, like, retaliate and he just, like, drives his kagune, like, through her oh yeah poor baby that's and the crap out of me. i don't he like said something or did something i don't know all i know is i wrote how do you sleep at night so i don't remember what he did but he did something that was just like you monster it was probably just that yeah it was probably, probably just because just he drove his kagune through toka that's yeah. enough to set me off probably because i, I think he was just point. commenting that oh you're weak like yeah. you're weaker like, than you you've been dick yeah he's a dick so i still want to get hit in the nuts <laughs> So after, I know, that could that just be an easy blow? Just kick him in the nuts. This yeah. whole fight would have been done. Amen. Uh, Ladies. Oh, just kidding. Don't, stop. Please don't. Um, only if you're in serious trouble. Yeah, uh, So he's walking towards Kimi. He's like, come, Kaneki, let's have a bite. Ew. <laughs> People can't the see what you're doing. The fuck is on your doing. shoulder. <laughs> they can't see the things that you're miming, so you oh, have yeah. to explain it to so them. So he walks over to Kimi. He puts his hand on her shoulder and removes her sweater from her shoulder 
and he sees a scar and he's like what the fuck is this that's disgusting this specimen isn't perfect it's not worthy imperfect for my bougie taste i don't think so i don't think so get it out of my sight but then he touches her and something happens well we see the scar and then we get a flashback from teach's perspective is that when that happens yeah first teach is watching bougie boy go up to kimi and he's like get away from her and then we see a flashback from his perspective Mm -hmm. of first him as a little kid with his sister Mm -hmm. we see a tent and we see little little Nishki, little Teach, and his big sister looking inside the tent and seeing uh, homeless people mm-hmm. just laying there, sleeping. And Nishki's like, I don't want to eat people, sis. Which is yeah, like, oh. it was sad. And his big sister's like, well, we need to to survive. It's just as like humans eat cows and chickens. Like It's normal for them to do that. This is normal for us to do that. Yeah. And he's kind of like, okay. And then it kind of just goes through their history of the, this big sister in Nishiki where they're growing up and she's like, we need to get a job soon. But they live in mm-hmm. a shack, by the way. Yeah. So it's, it's really obvious that like his older sister is his mother figure yeah. and is really just like teaching him how to live and yeah. really being the provider for him as mm-hmm. they're growing up. And it's really sweet. She gets a job for him and we can see them growing up through this flashback of like, and you can hear his voice change from like mm-hmm. younger to middle to almost an adult voice. And she's like, the it's so cute. She goes up to him when he's a little older. She goes, hm, you're, you're growing. You look just like dad. And he's like, oh, shut up. And he's blushing. <laughs> and it's yeah. so cute. <laughs> and so then it cuts to... Uh, Nishiki on his paper route and he sees his sister walking home from work with a co-worker more specifically like her boss I think yeah and he's like um who is that guy and she goes oh just just my boss and he's like oh, okay great <sighs> and then it cuts to <laughs> a rainy day cuts to a rainy day and it just immediately cuts to teach over his dying sister on the ground literally pleading with her to stay alive and it's so sad. It is. It's so sad, and, and we don't even really know what happened. Well. Well, not yet, anyway. Not yet. So she puts her hand on his face, and she goes, you must live on you your own live. now. Oh, my God. No. <gasps> yeah. That sucks. I know. And his heart is broken, and he sees the life leave her eyes, and he oh screams to the heavens. Fuck. Real quick, just like way to turn your character around. Right? You know, he tried to kill Hide before. Yeah, and, and you're like, you're like dick. Yeah, fucking die. I don't care. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, oh, wait, this guy's so sympathetic. Right? So then after the, his sister's death, uh, it cuts to him holding a cell phone and him looking at the coworker that he saw with his sister earlier. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, so you're the prick that reported her yeah. to the CCG. Well, you die, bitch. And he kills yeah. him. And then we cut, still in flashback, mm-hmm. to him at a vending machine. And there's this cutie walking away from the vending machine as he walks mm-hmm. up to it. And he's like, oh, miss, I think you forgot your change. And she's like, oh, oh, yeah, um, thank you so much. I'm and, sorry about that. And you can see she's got eye bags. Yeah. She hasn't been sleeping very well, poor baby. Mm-hmm. It's Kimi. It's Kimi. It's his lady. It's his lady. And... <laughs> And he's like, I remember seeing her, and I just remember thinking she had such a pale face. Yeah, she was so pale, and and I was just like, this is how I want to meet somebody. I know you made a sound like, hmm, and I'm like, this is how he wants to meet his love. This yeah. is how he wants to Listen, meet his I've, future wife. This is exactly. I've I've talked to my therapist about it so much. Where I'm just like, my my issues with love is that I want to meet somebody randomly on the street, and just we have like this that. random chance encounter, yeah. but. I blame all the fucking media that I've seen where this happens, like this show, because it's so pure and it's so amazing I'm and it's sorry. it's so authentic. That's what's so great about it. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about it. Because he just no, you and I want the same <sighs> things, dude. Put it here. Freaking a. Freaking a. Then he's like, I'll keep her around. She might be good for something. <laughs> That's literally what he said. He's like, I'll keep her around. She might be good for. But he said it like in a nice way. He's like, mm, yeah. maybe. And so we see them, like, they meet up every day at the little lunch tables. Mm-hmm. They read together. They eat, eat together. Da, da, da. Of course. And it cuts to <laughs> a shirtless Nishiki. It's a post-sex scene. Let's, it's a post-sex scene. Let's call it what it is. It's a post-sex scene. They just finished having sex. And he's basically like, oh, your name's really pretty. Kimi. It mm. means noble something. Noble yeah. moon? I don't remember. I think it means noble moon. 
And he's like, who gave you your name, your mom or your dad? And she starts crying. She starts crying. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm like, no, fuck what? you. He was not insensitive no, about it. No, he wasn't. No, I'm just messing with but, it. No, when know. I first read it, it's like, oh, I don't get it. No, but he's, she started crying. And he's like, what? I don't get I don't get what just happened. Like, why is she, why is she yeah, crying? Yeah, which is fair. And Being vulnerable with people, that's so nice. Right. And then still in the flashback, it proceeds to when we see Nishiki writhing in pain from when Kaneki from when attacked Kaneki him. attacked him. And he's like, ah, oh, Kaneki, you bastard. It hurts so much. And Kimi runs in. She goes, Nishiki, Nishiki, is that blood I see? Why are you bleeding? <laughs> and he lunges yeah he's like i need to eat ghoul eyes and all and she had no idea this whole time yeah this is when we learned that she actually she had no idea that he was a ghoul no and it was a really it was a scary scene it was it was like oh my god he's gonna eat her obviously he doesn't but no still in that scene it's like how do you recover from this honestly so she sees him he like coughs blood in her face and everything and then she's like nishiki are you are you a ghoul and this part kind of broke me mm-hmm. when he was like well that's it I'm gonna get reported because he he doesn't he's obviously not gonna kill her no but he's he like loves her I'm just gonna get reported for yeah he's being like a well ghoul. you know this is the end yeah and what happens this woman <sighs> takes off her jacket rolls down her sleeve and she's like Nishki eat and he <laughs> literally runs to her and bites her shoulder no hesitation just <laughs> full on chomp. And yeah. it's like, be gentle. <laughs> I know, but then she goes on this whole spiel about how she was like, the day that you and I met is the day my entire family died. And she basically said, you saved my life. Yeah, she's like, and then I met you, and because of that, you saved me, and now I'm here to save you. <laughs> so she goes, go on and live, no. eat. And oh my god, it's so much. It is! And Nishiki closes his eyes and releases from her and he goes, I don't need any more. No, no, he just took a single bite. I don't need any more. So precious. And that anyway, all that to say that's where her scar came from. Yes, that's that that was literally in the episode. That's where her scar came from. And so now we see Nishiki just fighting Tsukishima, like clawing his way to get to her know, because of like, how much this woman means to him I it's know. so romantic it's so romantic and and like remember he's so weak he, he is. can he can't even fucking stand he up army crawled and and he's just like every time he gets up to try and stop bougie boy and he gets knocked down every time but every time he gets knocked down he's like no i'm not giving up on her but this isn't just regularly being knocked down he's getting stabbed by the kagane he's getting punched yeah, in the no, face he's getting thrown. destroyed he's getting wrecked like he should be dead and he's still like grabbing onto him like you're not fucking touching her oh my god oh the passion jeez louise it's it's relentless it's, it's relentless terrible Tsukishima's like you're so fucking weak when was the last time you ate and he's like you can't even use your kagune mm-hmm. no kagune then you can't defeat me you basically need to eat flesh to have your kagune flesh is the gasoline <laughs> and your kagune is your engine and you don't have that so <laughs> it's like i'm thanks, going to win thanks for the expository dump yeah thanks thank so you. much thank you that's gonna do our protagonist wonders it's an anime what do you expect <laughs> so yes our protagonist overhears this and he's like oh, wait and he notices kimi's arm and he turns to toka and he goes toka how strong are you at full power compared to Tsukishima?" and toka goes we're about pretty even and kaneki gets an idea and so he's like hey yo bougie boy over here uh, nani? He, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the anime world, it's nani. What the hell does nani mean? It means what? Oh, nani. <laughs> Toka's behind Kaneki and rolls his uh, his collar down to expose his neck, and she's like, "Don't look." Oh God, it's so fucking hot. It really is, and it she really just is just bites. takes a takes a chunk, takes a bite out of his out of his shoulder, and. I'd let her do that to me for sure. Honestly, same. And Damn. so Tsukishima sees this and he's in a rage. He's like, <gasps> he's mine! Right. And Toka, Oof. Oof. after she hell. eats just that one little piece of Kaneki, we see her Kagane. And guys, oh my God. I was gushing over her in her comfy clothes. 
but damn, <laughs> her cognate comes out, and I've never been more turned on in my life. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! She's basically like an angel, like she, a, a yeah. phoenix. You wrote down a phoenix, yeah. which she I like. She looks like a phoenix. She's mm. a fire phoenix because she her cognate comes out. It looks like flames, and it's like wings on her back, and it's oh. And she's hell. like, "He's yours. <laughs> when did anything become yours?" Fade to black. End of episode five. five. Of, did you really think that that was? Awesome? yeah that was amazing her kagane was great it's so beautiful it gets me every time yeah she's amazing Mm -hmm. and she gets better and better as this episode goes on so shall we talk about episode six absolutely let's get right into it it literally picks up right where we left off Mm -hmm. so she's basically like oh you think he's his um nothing here is yours and she starts attacking this bitch she can fucking fly with these wings Mm -hmm. she's soaring well i mean not like i don't know if she can actually fly but she can Oh, yeah, she, like, fucking flies and is, like, you're mine, you're dead. You're mine, you're dead. But her kagane is so cool because it looks like fire, but it can also harden and mm-hmm. be kind of, like, a machine gun. Yeah, it's, like, so it, like, Brrr. turns to crystals that she can, like, shoot. It's so fucking it's cool. It's so cool. I love it. Definitely hers. the best of the kagane. By the way, her kagane is called the ukaku, the shining feather. Yes. What a Because good... she's a fucking phoenix. Mm. Love it. She's basically attacking him left, right, left, and right, uh, all over the pews. So Bougie Boy realizes that he's not exactly equipped for this fight. He's not a match for this exact fight right now. Yeah. So he's like, I'm gonna need a little bit of a snack if oh, I'm gonna, yeah. if I'm gonna beat Toka oh, right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Before that, he's like, Oh, what a wonderful surprise! You're at your full strength. This is what I wanted, but how wonderful! We'll have some hors d'oeuvres along with this fine meal. Right. Yeah. I'll cut out your entrails and line them around Kaneki. Ew. <laughs> right. Gross ass motherfucker. And then he goes to take a bite out of Kimi. Kimi. And Nishiki's like, absolutely not. And yeah, he grabs again. him by the tie. Again, he just won't quit. No. This ass won't quit. <laughs> he sure. grabs him by the tie. He's like, let go. Let go, let go, let yeah, go, let go, let go. Stomping on his face over and over again. It's, it's, it's so rough. Because he's so defenseless, but he's just not giving up. No, he's not. But what happens is so satisfying. Toka just flies towards his ass and cuts the top half of his body off. So basically what happens, she cuts him like this from like his forehead down to his arm. That's why Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, it's going to take a while to heal. It's censored. So we just see like his other half flying and then we see. It's still pretty effective though, because when he gets cut, it's just this giant bright light. But it was still a nice like drastic effect that pretty much got the message across that he got fucked up. Got fucked. So then he falls down. And we're like, oh, thank God, this fight is over with. Yeah, which and was... everyone can go home. So it was really interesting that this was all before even the opening credits. Yeah. And because I thought this fight was going to take like at least half the episode. Oh, we're, we're still not done yet with this whole before the opening credits. Right. Yeah, sure. But like the threat is pretty much taken care of at this point. The threat is, yes. Which was like, oh, I thought this was going to last a while. Where is this going to no, go we got No, we got to keep the ball rolling in this story. So basically what happens is we're like, oh, yay, Kimi, you safe. Nishiki's coming up to her and she turns around. And she's like, Nishiki. And he's like, Kimi. And Toka's behind him going, hey, Nishiki, step aside. And Toka says. She knows too much. About I'm, you. About you. And Kaneki. And Kaneki. She's. <sighs> she's gonna have to die no and, and it sucks it just sucks because we get it yes but it can't happen no absolutely not and, and Con- yeah, kaneki's with us kaneki's like no you can't do that because she is so important to him to teach just like hide is important to me and just like yori is important to you and that triggers her and she's and yeah because he's like what if it was yori up there would you kill her she's like shut up <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he said that because, you know, I that put Empathy. it in perspective for me. It's like, oh, my God, this is this sucks. This position sucks. Uh-huh. And so basically Toka's like, shut up. It has to be done no matter mm-hmm. what. And she throws her crystals again. And Nishiki is being like, the bulletproof vest over here. No. He's standing above her, taking the sacrifices, taking the crystals for her and falling to his knees. And her blindfold falls off. She can see again. And this scene was, I don't, 
It was so powerful for me. No, it's powerful for me too. So her blindfold falls off and she sees the flames coming out of Toka. She sees her in her complete and utter ghoul form, which Toka hates. Mm-hmm. And Kimi says, how pretty. She says, yeah, she's like, that's so pretty. And Toka's face. She goes, yeah, no, pretty? Like, yeah. What does that even mean? It was just like, it, sh- it gave Kimi so much character development with that single line which was so amazing she saved herself with that line just by showing kindness but it was just like she like legitimately is so understanding and like she's managed to understand what kaneki's trying so hard to understand is that ghouls aren't inherently evil and and she sees this part of toka that she hates about herself so much and is like that's so pretty and it like oh my fucking god so the reason that it just like it it struck such a chord because it gave kimi so much growth then but then you realize that's probably the first time that toka's had that kind of reaction with a human before god that's got to mean so much to her it does that's what i know and that's why like she doesn't that's why she like runs away but because she's so confused and she's so unsure what to do with this but you can tell it's just like even if she doesn't know it yet that meant everything to her it really did and that's so powerful i know it 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 strikes a chord with me every time because it's just it's such a profound scene when toka leaves uh kimi sees nishiki and she's like nishiki you're alive oh thank god and it's like oh these these poor this poor couple has been through mm-hmm. so much already and you can see just nishiki smiling because she's safe and yeah. it's just make- and then we see toka up on a building i love this shot of toka on the building with her with her wings just going out. it's beautiful mm-hmm. she just looks like a beautiful angel yeah and then opening credits which we've talked about enough what more needs to be said it's amazing moving on then cut back to on teku oh and it's, it's a happy scene and hide is there Hide's we haven't there. seen hide in so long i love him I forgot all about him just yeah. kidding i could what i didn't i'm kidding Did you say you couldn't yeah good he's That's just he's saying. waiting for toka basically yeah because he's got a big old crush but i mean i don't can blame you him blame him no so he's basically just hanging around on Teku, chilling with uh, Kaneki, waiting for Toka. And we see him turn to see, and he spits out his coffee. He's like, <laughs> like what the hell? And Kaneki's like, what, what, what? And we see Nishiki decked out in full regalia to work at Anteku. Regalia, that's a good word. Thank you. I love that word. Yeah, Teach got a job at Anteku. <laughs> he is just like, you don't really fit the moral standards to work at Anteku. <laughs> And right. he's like, ah, oh, shut up, you pest. <laughs> but then we figure out why he got a job at Anteku. It was because Kaneki was like, listen, in, in order to provide sanity for Kimi, mm-hmm. you probably should stop killing people. And Yoshimura, Mr. Miyagi, is like, yes, we can provide a service for you where you can be a ghoul and not feel guilty about it. But yeah. in order for that to happen, you must provide service and work here at Anteku, which yeah. I think is very sweet. If you work here, like we'll provide you with food. With the munchies. Nishiki looks very good in the uniform. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. I love a man in glasses and like kind of like the sarcastic but lovable prince. That's what I like to call him. And he looks okay. mwah. In sure. the uniform. He is my type. That's probably why I'm single. <laughs> Anywho. Because you can't find a nice tall anime boy. I can't find a nice tall anime boy who's kind and yet sarcastic. He tried to kill Hide. But he he has a character arc. He yeah, developed. I know. He's it's got a fine. soft spot for his lady. That's all I want. Yeah, we like that. We like that. Respect women. Hide is like, you got a job here because you have a thing for Toka, don't you? Oh, yes. Hide thinks that um, Nishiki is after Toka. And he's like, absolutely, I'm not after that brat, that I have a lady friend. And Hide goes, speaking of Toka, where is she? And Kaneki thinks to himself, he's like, Toka hasn't been back since that day. Because mm-hmm. it, it really took a, an effect on her about how this woman right. that she's never met before in her life, Kimi, a human, said that she was pretty. Which, as we mentioned before, is just right. such a beautiful scene. Hinami and Ryoku are sitting at a table in Anteku, mm-hmm. and and little sister starts getting real upset yes and yeah throwing a fit because she really misses her dad rightfully so she's basically like kind of demanding like i want to see dad why can't you let me see dad and it's sad and so she just kind of 
gets up and storms off. Kaneki goes to talk to Ryoku yes. to see like what the deal is. Like where where what is happened? where is dad? Yeah. We cut back to dad. Cut back to the scene. I think it's still this is in the present still. Where we last left the dad, he's a doctor, he was in their home, and Jason showed up and he's waiting for his new little toy to be fixed, which is if you don't remember, it's the little pincher thing yeah, that he lost in episode one. Type thing. Yes. Jason's looking around his house and he finds a picture that Hinami drew. And he's like, mm, it's a bit quiet around your home, isn't it? Because he can kind of gather from the pictures yeah. of this, what this little girl's drawing that he's got a daughter. The doctor is like, just take this and get out of here. And apparently, the father and Jason have a history. Back in the 13th ward, they were kind of bad guys. Ryoko kind of explains to Kaneki that he's not that person anymore. He's a nice guy. He treats me and Hinami with respect. Yeah. When when Ryoku and Hinami came came along, he was like, I'm leaving that life behind. Yeah, which is so yeah. sweet. Then Jason's kind of like, oh, when did you turn to be a weakling? And he stabs him with his Kazune and throws him out his office. But the unfortunate thing, we see him sliding towards the two CCG Yeah, the bad dubs. detectives. Mado, and apparently I got his name wrong, the generic oh. guy. Uh-oh. On Google, it's Kotaro, but his... So, how it works in anime, or it works in Japanese culture, they say their last name first and mm -hmm. their first name. Right. Last name is used in standard. That's You only call people by their last names. Okay. Until you're close friends or if you're lovers, then you can use first names. Hmm, interesting. It's like a it's like a rank. Okay. So his last name is Amon, which is what they use in the show. Okay. So Amon. Kotaro's his first name. Amon's his last gotcha. name. Gotcha. So his name's Amon. Well, as far as I'm concerned, his name is Generic Man. So okay. well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Mado and Amon are staring at this guy like, oh, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> Jason's like, here. Oh, hey, what's up, Voorhees? How are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. So the bad detectives are like, oh, Jason's here. This is the guy we were after. And they whip out their suitcases, and we get to see their weapons now. Don't they look familiar? They look like Q-tips. What the fuck are they? <laughs> no, that's not what I meant by familiar. Yeah, they're obviously supposed to, like, mimic Kagune. Uh-huh. But, like, but they called them a Quinique. They look like Q-tips. Okay. Straight up, he pulls it out. It's like, it's the stick with the little thing at the end. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's what the CCG uses, and they're made of the exact same thing that Kagunes are made out of. That's something you can obtain and build upon? Well, you'll find out in the next episode. I'm not going to say a word. All right. Then Motto starts attacking Jason. He's like, Jason, Jason, Jason. So excited. Well. First, we cut back to Ryoku going upstairs to talk to. It's going back and forth at this point. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. But this, but I, th I took note of this one. This one stuck with me because so she goes up to talk to her daughter, and her daughter's just like so upset because she's like, "I want to see dad." Yeah. Now that we know like m more about like what her dad's history is a little bit, and uh, Ryoku's saying like, "I know you miss him, and I miss him too," and like. And you can tell that, like, she isn't telling her daughter what's going on because she wants to protect her. And you can tell she's just eating at her because her daughter's so upset and she wants yeah. to just be like, this is why we can't see him. But she can't because it would be devastating for her to hear that. That was just, you could see that on her face and that was really sad. It really was. They both started crying. Yeah, it was rough. And Ryoku even said something like, don't you think I don't want to see him? I do. I wish this whole thing would end, but I can't tell you what it is. And yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to be a good parent. I'm trying to be both parents right now. She said something like that. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm trying to be double the parent because we can't see dad. And it's like, Oof. Oof. So I'm going to cut back to uh, the bad detectives trying to kill Jason, but they can't catch him. Jason's just so light on his feet. He's like, he's like, got his like hands in his pockets. He's just like not even a care in the world. He's like try and catch me also something that was very important that i don't know if you noticed uh, he kicked amon generic guy and he thrown against a car jason comes up and he's like ah you look like you're very breakable and he pulls out the pliers it's very important okay don't know why because he didn't he didn't end up doing anything with them because... oh and he also mentioned this is like when, when he got the new set of pliers he goes finally i can get her yeah i did catch that with this that's also very important so he's got a thing for these pliers and wanting to use them against people. 
but what kind of people? But we don't know anything yet. We don't. We know still don't yet. even know what they're used for. No. So we're just getting like little tiny hints. Those are the hints that I want you to pay attention of to. Of course, yes. But then I think before he can do whatever he was gonna do to mm. generic man, mm. platinum motto, like, motto like kind of gets him with his Q-tip weapon. Yeah, he kind of actually catches him a bit. Yeah, because his like Kagune mimic thing like expands uh. and like puts jason in like a cage type thing mm -hmm. he thinks he's got him he's like you're ah, mine ah. jason but then jason's kagune comes out and is way more powerful and breaks and yeah just breaks him free and he's like well this is fun bye bye yeah he just like Have nice playing with you bye he just like leaves yeah just jumps Dips. away and and the bad detectives were like well that sucked but i need to kill something we gotta kill something and then they strut on over to the dad <laughs> And the dad is clutching the picture, the picture that his daughter drew. So sad. And then the dad's Kagune comes out, but it didn't seem like he was like, all right, I'm going to kill these guys. It it really felt like he just wanted to get out of there alive. Well, he wanted to, yes, he wants to just see his daughter and his wife again. He just wants to yeah, live. Like he could, I don't know. I don't know how the show managed to display it but you could tell he didn't want to fight he just wanted to get out of there but but they killed him but they killed him beheaded him they Poor just boy. killed him on spot and with the picture still in his hand and no and did you see the shot of like it was the picture and then his wedding ring hand landed on top of it i didn't notice that why the hell would they do that to hurt you well, that's rude to hurt you it was why like want to hurt me because they're, they're trying to make you feel like you want to cry sad that's not fair which it worked on me many times so then it cuts to ryoku hugging hinami and she says hinami i want to do something special for you is there something that you want and <laughs> just so sweet and uh, hinami's like mm, yeah and ryoku's like well i'll let you think about it and then we can go shopping together and then hinami's mm -hmm. like i love you mom and ryoku's like no i love you and kaneki's like witnessing this whole thing with yeah. his little yeah, and this ended up being so great. Because, so, cause, yeah, because they were fighting and then they made up in such a nice way. Again, being vulnerable with each other. Being yeah. like, yeah, we both really miss dad. dad and we can't see him and so we shouldn't fight about it. We should be there for each other. Yeah. Kaneki is like, well, I'm going to go be there for Toka. Oh, yes. So he goes and checks on her and he's like, Toka. And she's laying on her bed in her comfies again. Yeah. He's knocking on her door and she goes, ugh. And she gets up and she's like, what do you want? And he's like, um, I just came here to ask about the shift. Are you coming tomorrow? And mm -hmm. she's like, nah, I'll pass. And then Kaneki's like, I just saw Hinami and Ryoku make up and just to see their unconditional love for each other. And, and it was really powerful. And then this is like us seeing Kaneki begin to realize that like ghouls can't be good because these two this family they're a victim they're not monsters that on top of kimi and teach being in love and them being a human and ghoul couple and it's like there's all these unconditional loves around and we really just need to be there for each other and mm -hmm. and like i'm here for you and and I, it was so cool you know this and then all of those other examples it's like love is such an imperfect thing mm. you love who you love despite their imperfections not even despite their imperfections you love their imperfections because it's, it makes them who they are and, yes and it's yeah so there's just a whole lot of love in this these fucking shows <laughs> fucking episodes it's great uh kaneki goes back to hinami and he she's like big brother big brother can you help me read what does this word mean and he goes oh that word means cloudburst and she's like, cloudburst? He's like, yes, that's what it means when it spontaneously rains. And she goes, oh, that's awesome. It's a little cloud shadowing for you. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And she writes it down, and she's so excited to tell her mom, which, speak of the devil, she walks in and she goes, mom, mom, look at all these characters that I learned from this book. And she's like, oh, yes, it's so amazing. I'm so proud of you. And Kaneki's like, oh, I'll be on my way. And Ryoku's like, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to teach my daughter. <laughs> oh, so sweet. <laughs> And he's like, it's really no problem. And then he's like, well, I'll be on my way. And so we're left with Ryoku and Hinami again. And Ryoku's like, have you thought about what you would like for your present? And Hinami's like, yeah, um, I think I would like another book because I want to show dad how smart I've become. I want to oh. impress him. And she goes, yes, that's so sweet. And then oh. she's also like, mom, isn't dad's birthday coming up too? Oh. 
And she's like, yeah, of course. And she's like, can we get him a book as well? And she goes, oh. yes, we can. It's a present for his birthday. And then Ryoko's like, well, then let's go to a bookstore. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they go to a bookstore, but we cut to these two yeah, these, CCG members that we personally don't know. Yeah, we didn't know, know them. They were just like, they're, you know, just, they're just men in, men in black. But there. they're like showing pictures of the crime scene of what just happened to well, and their dad. stuff the items that's inside the house there's little girls clothes right. there's drawings stuffed animals and they're yeah. stopping every mother and daughter on the street like is this your stuff yeah, like, is do you this know your this? home do you recognize this and it's a little alarming because we're like oh, first of all who the hell are these guys and honestly what are they doing yeah and then it starts to rain starts to cloudburst and, and and that's what hinami actually and says so hinami and ryoku walk out of the bookstore with the books in hand and she's like mommy this is a cloudburst i just learned about this this is a sudden storm that came out of nowhere right metaphor maybe yep metaphor i Definitely. think so it's a metaphor for sure <laughs> for a shit storm that's about to come down <laughs> so no, and Hinami's like, I'm going to impress Dad with this word because I don't think he knows it. And if he doesn't know it, I'm probably so much smarter and I think I'm amazing. And she goes, yes, honey, you really are. Then Ryoku looks ahead and she sees these two gentlemen with pictures of their household items. And mm -hmm. she's like, Hinami grabs her arm, turns her around, and they start walking the opposite direction, which apparently the CCG noticed right away, and they start following them. And Not he whips fair. out his phone and starts calling people, and I'm like, first of all, I'm thinking, what if you're wrong, bro? What if they're just normal people and you just look like no. an idiot? But whatever. So they're they're picking up the pace, and Hinami has no clue. Ryoku's like kind of just like, come with me, you know, let's go home. Yeah. Hinami's like, wait, are we going to stop at another store? Like, what are we doing, Mom? Where are we going? And then... And then... Oof. Then, then Hinami catches a whiff, oh a familiar scent in the air. Oh wait, we forgot an important part. Did we? Yes. What? Oh, well, this is this is important, and you'll see why in the next episode. But Mado and Amon, after they killed the father, they were examining him under the sheet, and he's looking at this body, and he goes, "Oh, he could be useful." And that's why. That's why Hinami was like, "I oh, catch Dad's scent." Oh, and that's scent. why. Okay. So that's how they got a scent. Okay, because then, yeah, Hinami's like, I smell dad. He's here. And Ryoku's like, that's not possible. Like, oh my God. no. Like, I know this is like, she yeah. knows something is of up. Of course, but Hinami breaks free. She yeah, gets out of her grip and just runs because she's so excited. <laughs> I, you know, you can't blame her. She runs towards Stop! this scent and runs down this alley. She's like, here he is, but it's not him. It's. It's fucking the bad detectives. It's Amon and Mato just waiting in the alleyway with their yeah. fucking briefcases. And, and Ryoka's just trying to catch up and she catches up, but, you know, she's there and the the bad detectives are in front of them and then the two other guys that we don't know are behind them. With so guns. They're, they're trapped and they have guns on them. Ryoku does what any mother would do. She busts out her own kagune which first of all her kind of kagune is special it's a protective kagune it's a shield yeah. and it's in the shape of a oh. butterfly which beautiful yeah it was beautiful and she knocks mato and um amon away and she basically protects her and hinami her daughter and i love how this scene took its time like she was holding hinami's face i did away and it was devastating tears. but that's the point wiping away her tears and she just goes hinami run oh my god i'm crying right now right she's like run away yeah and hinami's like no mom i don't i don't want to and she goes you must run away she goes ready go oh my god but Fuck. what kills me is like did you see the hands yeah oh uh, so hinami's holding on to her mother's hands and she goes you have to go now and it's like they're slowly slowly just slipping from each other's grips <laughs> and it kills me every time just and she, hinami runs away yeah but we don't know if that's gonna be the last time she sees her mom or not so we're just like fuck 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 yeah, fuck, I fuck, mean, fuck okay because like the whole scene and then you know it does this really wonderful thing where it plays this really sad fucking music yep. over the whole scene yep. so i mean you just i mean it gives you the impression that like oh she's probably gonna die she's probably gonna sacrifice herself to save her daughter and she's like yeah run to on they'll take care of you and Find someone help. Find big brother. Find big sister. 
oh, I just want to punch Mato in the face because literally he's like, what was that supposed to be a mother and daughter relationship? <laughs> yes, That's dick. Sick. Makes me laugh. It's like, you fucking What the hell's bastard. wrong with you? I know. He's got I some know. serious mom issues. But notice issues. how Almond doesn't say anything. This is all Mato just I talking. Almond's not saying a word, which is very interesting in my opinion. Ryoku is like, come at me, bro. Yeah, because basically, I mean, she needs to be the threat there so that they don't go after her daughter. Her daughter. Yeah. yeah. So that's all we see of Ryoku. So we cut to Hinami running, looking for help, clutching yeah. to her books. Just and, like, somebody help she's me. She's screaming and she's screaming, big brother, big, big sister. sister. And, and everyone's passing by her, which kills me inside. Yeah. Like, help this poor little girl. And we see Kaneki leaving on Teku. So it's kind of like flashing back to Hinami running. Yeah. Flashing back to Kaneki. Flashing and, back to Hinami. But at one point, she trips and she drops her books. Mm-hmm. And when she doesn't pick them up again, that that like broke me. Because it's like, oh, the desperation she's feeling right now. Right? Like, like not those, even her books are... important to her. Right. And now it's like, oh, fuck. This is serious. It really this is. is. Bad. She's And then she screams out, Mom! And that's when Kaneki oh. realizes that Hinami's there. And that's... The end of the episode. The end. And (laughs) you know, the next time we watch these episodes, that's where we're going to pick up Chris. I know. We're not going to have a happy little, ooh, look, slide into the episode. It's going to be like, wham, here you go. This is what you get. Devastation. Devastation. Fuck. Yeah. So I can't wait for you to see that. That'll be exciting. (laughs) Fuck. For those of you who have seen Tokyo Ghoul, you know what he's headed for. So that's... those of you who haven't, me, no fucking idea. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> Anywho, did we cover everything? That's yes. We Is managed... there anything else we missed we did out? It. We did it. It's always a beautiful anime. I'm curious what you have to say though. You said right. that these two episodes were better than the first episode. The first two Probably. episodes you've seen. Really? I would say so. Because there's more love in it, isn't there's there? There's so much love. That's I love why. love. That's I love why. love, you guys. He's such a, a romantic. I love romance. But then also, like, the action was good. I and... told you there's going to be but more action. In the first, in the, I think it was the second episode when they beat up Teach. Um, like, there was some emotional weight to that fight because it was Kaneki protecting Hide. Yeah. But it feel, but the stakes were so much higher in in these episodes mm-hmm. because the relationships were so much more expanded upon and we know these people so much better and now we know like what they're capable of oh and- yeah and like as you continue with the show you get to see these characters and learn more about them like mm-hmm. you said these were the first two episodes where you really started to really like toka because yeah. you can kind of see like what she what her fears are what her dreams are what she hates about herself and like even kaneki like he's working out he he managed to hit a punch be getting his mask soon who knows i love toka but i'm still excited for strawberry to come back strawberry is a good one okay (laughs) wait wait wait. so three babes we got toka kimi and strawberry and sexy blood lady sexy blood lady's dead (laughs) and she was also a a, a binger she's bad i know i wonder if we're gonna see more of rize though i mean i'm sure we will but you know i I mean, there's also there's also more trivia I have to talk to you about as the episode. I think I'll tell you probably after the end of the season okay. about what this what's so significant because there's a lot of metaphors. Sure, and I love it. Okay. I'm here for it. So lovely. All right. If you guys want to follow the show on socials, we are Weeboo and Noob on Twitter. If you want to follow me, I am Chris Elsenbrook. That's Chris E L S E N B R O E K on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to follow me, my user for Instagram and Twitter is Lololand. That's L-O-L-O-L-A-N-D underscore 17. That's Lololand underscore 17 for Instagram and Twitter. Thank That's you for it. joining us, guys, for episode three of Weeboo and the New. Once again, I'm Lauren, your Weeboo. I'm Chris, your New. And thank you so much for joining us, and y'all have a wonderful day. Uh, see you, Space Cowboys. You are loved. You are not alone. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.